Hey, welcome back to the SBP podcast, Mobile Filmmaking. I'm your host, Susie Botello, and this is episode 139. You want to know this one thing that I love to do? It's at night when it's dark outside. By the way, last night was freezing out there. This is California freezing, which means it was probably around 40 degrees, 42 degrees, something like that. But it felt like it was 20 below zero. Okay. So um, anyways, I'm out there in the cold in the middle of the night before I go to bed. I left my phone in the house and don't worry, this doesn't get scary. (laughs) Um, I look up and I see all the stars. It's something that I love to do. And I do this almost every single night. And it's become a wonderful habit for me for years. And what it does is it helps me clear my mind and it helps me remember how little I am in the scale of the universe versus me, little Susie. Um, And I would advise everyone to do this. I mean, you don't have to do it every night, but I think it will help you with something which I want to talk about. Um, I want to talk about how you get your stories and how to understand where you can get your stories and to open up your, your imagination so that you can create some really awesome stories, um, and why we turn those stories into film and, you know, just things like that, things that I love to talk about and share with people. Um, In this episode of our podcast, it's going to be me sharing this very intimate knowledge uh, with you. So uh, let's, let's do it. When I was little, um, I lived in Spain. I lived here. And I remember talking to my grandmother on the phone one day. And she said uh, they had just finished or she had just finished eating lunch or breakfast or something. And I immediately imagined her scene because I, I knew it because I had been there and her scene was the daytime in, in the house, right? Where she was. And I was thinking the daytime, the sun, but where I was, it was nighttime. It was dark. The stars were out. (laughs) So I thought, wait, how did you just have dinner? I mean, lunch, whatever it was, because we're getting ready to have dinner here and it's nighttime. And she said, because it's a different time depending on where you are on on the planet, on, on Earth. And that concept just stuck with me since I was little, that no matter where I was on this world, my friends, my family, the people that I cared about, the people that I knew, the places that I used to visit were very far away. I was very aware of the, the hours and hours that I spent on an airplane, traveling, flying from one to the other. And, and I also did that a lot, by the way. So I was really aware of that. And distance was not really an issue. What became really interesting to me was the fact that consciously from that moment forward, right? 
I was aware that people in other parts of the world were having a different experience than I was having at the same moment in time. And moments, you know, as, as I've grown and learned things and experienced things are something that they're just super, I mean, they can be very complicated if we want to make it complicated, but, but most of it, most of the time what happens is we don't measure a lot of our time in moments. You know, you don't go to the calendar or the, the time, right? It'll say it's three o'clock, you know, whatever it's, uh, you know, four minutes and 30 seconds, whatever, but we don't think about it as moments. And if we want to think about moments, let's take frame rates for a second. Um, when we make a film, a cinematic quality film, uh, we're looking at 24 in general, 24 frames per second, 24 frames per second. That's 24 pictures, right? That your camera snaps within one second. And it's more if you want you know, more definition like regular video is about 30 and you're going, wait, that's 24 frames per second. Now think about this. And I've spoken to different uh, people here in this podcast and we've talked about photographs and storytelling and how one photograph can tell a story. That's one frame, one picture. If you think about 24 or 30 or whatever as a moment, you can't because a moment is something that doesn't stop moving and that's how we pass our time. So if you think about the stories that we could tell, I mean, we're literally, you could say in 24 frames, I can tell 24 stories. Uh, eh, yeah, maybe not most likely, unless something is really moving fast. In that case, you probably won't see it. But in any case, the the thing about, that I'm trying to say here is that we are all sharing, we're sharing our moments together within a minute of time. So if you're in the other side of the world, I'm in San Diego, right? And let's say that you are in Italy, uh, in a city in Italy, or maybe you're out in the woods, or maybe you're driving around in your car, or whatever. We are connected at this very moment. And we are all sharing different feelings, different experiences. We're, we're seeing, we're looking at different things. We are feeling different things. But at the same time, it could be all the same as one. And that's a really interesting concept that I think about all the time. You know, it, it constantly, ever since I was a kid, I'm constantly thinking about how many of us are sharing moments together because literally it's every single one of us that is sharing the same exact moment together. That's very powerful if you think about it. And it can change how your mind thinks about not only the moments and our connections and, 
you know, our perceptions and all those things. But it can open your mind up to a lot of creativity. Because within each moment, there is a story. Now, a story is a beginning, a middle, and an end within that moment. When I was a kid, I used to like going to the library at school and getting these books that were filled with photographs. They had like uh, each page was a photograph. And I remember just sitting there for an hour looking at these photos. Um, And there were maybe, I don't know, 20 photos because I would spend time on each one. And my mind loved doing that. It just loved to imagine the story behind each one of those photographs. It didn't matter to me what the real story was. It didn't matter what the person who took the story was trying to convey in that photograph. None of that mattered. What mattered it was what my imagination was imagining from each one of those photos. And it would just go off into a story, you know. And it's one of the things that I do if I wanted to, you know, share a story, you know, a made up story, maybe to some kids or something, you know, where I would just focus on one little element and then poof, it just spins off into one story. And magically throughout it, it sort of comes together and comes back to the beginning. And then I end the story. It's something we can all do. I I really, truly believe that. But speaking of that moment and what goes through in our minds, that stays in our brains, right? Now, I don't know about you, but I tend to go off and sort of daydream a lot. Not a whole bunch, but... You know, there are many times when I'm just like, I'm daydreaming. I'm just imagining things. My mind is just elsewhere. And I'm thinking about things or maybe I I feel like I'm not thinking about anything, but I am. I'm just not really 100% focused on what I'm thinking about. And one of the things that I realize is I'm not really here and I'm not really there. It's sort of like this little, like uh, a liminal space in between, you know, and it's, I believe that's healthy to do that, you know, to let your mind just sort of rest in that way because our minds don't turn off. They never really do. When we dream, if you happen to dream or if you dream and forget your dreams, um, your mind never, I mean, you rest your conscious mind, but your subconscious mind is always working. It's always doing stuff. Your brain is just ticking away. Um, and in the concept of that that goes on inside our brain, It's great to have all these stories um, and to imagine all these things. But you know what's really, really cool? Sharing them. Sharing your stories is awesome. Because one of the things that I write about and that I talk about is the fact that sharing stories is a form of expression that we all have this need to do. And while we're sharing our stories, I mean, we connect through Our stories, our stories connect us. There are similarities between us and there are differences between us. But whatever those differences are between us, we can connect to them through our stories. And it's the same thing with the similarities. And one of the most powerful things about stories and storytelling is film. When you're making films and telling your stories through a film, 
it's the most powerful way to do it because you have audio, you have video, and you have this other one concept, which you can really control more than in any other one. And that is because you are involving all the senses, you know, of, of someone. It is the, the, the psychology, right? The, the way that you structure a story, the way that you're telling it, the little things that you're doing along with it, like the type of music you use, the, the, let's say you go into slow motion, let's say you do an effect, all those things affect your story, the story that you're telling, and they become a part of your story. So if you, once you start to make films and you experiment with them and you make more and more and more, you become aware of these things to the point to where you become an expert at them. And then you have this one thing called control. You literally control the, the perception of your story uh, to the people that you're sharing it with. So if you want to convey a particular message or a feeling or you want to inform people or even educate them in some way, film will do that. But again, this is all going on in your head. Right? Now, but let's just say that you know, you've got this great idea for a story and you're going to write a screenplay and then you're going to do what? What are you going to do once you write that screenplay? Well, you want to make a movie. Okay. Now there's one thing that you're going to need to make that movie. You're going to need a camera because you got to capture the performance, the, the footage, you know, you got to do that. And in order to do that, you need a camera, right? Otherwise you can put on a play in front of people but that's only going to be shared with, you know, the people that are there. You need to capture it. So you need a camera. Now, here is where mobile filmmaking rocks. Okay. Let's say you have a red cam available to you because someone loves you so much they gave you a red cam. <laughs> well, maybe you bought it yourself. Maybe you have a friend who has a red cam. That's great. You got, you know, because one of the things that, you think about when you want to make a film is of course, oh my God, I want to make a great film. I want this to come out wonderful. Now this may be your first film. This may be your 30th film. I don't know, but you're always thinking about the quality. And when you think quality, you automatically think about the camera, which camera can do this or that. I want you to shift your thinking a little bit, but I'm going to explain to you why. I mean, I've already explained to you quite a bit about the power of the story and that's the quality of your film is the power of your story. The effect that your story has on your viewers, that's real power right there. You can make the most beautiful, wonderful film on a, on a red cam, but if you haven't told a great story, who's going to watch it? Who's going to sit through that? You know, who's going to even remember or recall that story or share it with other people. So yes, let's talk about quality. So you got your red cam. Here's the thing that you need to know. You may not know how to work a red cam because a professional camera, right? For filmmaking, for video has, it, it's a different animal than what you're looking at on your smartphone. Now for the for the most part, right? You probably grab your smartphone and you know, you just, you, you switch it to video and you hit the, the red button record. Yay. And it looks pretty cool, right? looks good. 
All right. Now, RedCamp, you do that, and unless you have it set on auto, um, it's not going to look right. It's not going to look good. It's going to look completely different than what you expected. So you need a professional person, a camera person, to do that for you, to manipulate the controls and the settings and get your vision of what you expected to get with that expensive camera. But you don't just need a camera person if you're making a movie. You need a DP, that's a director of photography, a cinematographer. Because one thing that happens with cinema is is the cinematography, obviously. You need someone to be uh, paying attention to the framing and the lighting, the shadows, um, the colors and all the, all the things that you want and expect, because if you don't do that, then you're not going to have the cinematic footage that you traditionally want for a film. So you don't just need a camera operator, like, you know, I'm going to this event and there are people eating food, kids jumping on the thing and you know, you need, you need to go beyond that. You want a specific feel for your film. So let's say theoretically, right, that you have this, um, this means of a red cam and, and you don't have to do any research to turn that story into a film now because you have this availability and you don't have, you don't need to prove to yourself that you're going to get great quality footage from a red cam. For some reason, of course, when we're talking about a smartphone, now someone or you need to prove to yourself that you can get high quality on a smartphone camera. And you can watch a million videos uh, and movies shot. There, I don't think there is a million right now, but uh, <laughs> but you can watch many of them and say, it's still not, not, not that. I, I mean, what I'm envisioning is so much better than that. And let me share, <laughs> let me get, let's get real with that. Okay. So you cut down on the research to prove that to yourself. And the way that you do that is you get a professional, you know, costly camera and the very costly person to operate that camera and uh, artistically a cinematographer. So let's just put some numbers out there. And now these are not accurate numbers or they may be because I got lucky uh, estimating this. But let's say that you go to hire a DP and the DP says, uh, yes, I'll tell you what, I'll do it for you. I charge, you know, $100 per minute. Or let's say he says or she says, uh, I will charge you, you know, $1,000 per three or four hours in a day. I'm not really that far off here, uh, by the way. So that's what it's going to cost you. Production time and quality, those things go hand in hand. As soon as that person tells you that, you haven't even hired people to do lights you haven't hired someone to do the sound. You haven't done anything. And you're looking at that and you're thinking, well, let's go back to that initial thing of 
you know, how many stories can you tell uh, within, you know, so many seconds and so forth. We're talking about a two-hour film, right? Let's let's talk about a two-hour film because if you're going to invest that kind of money, you want a two-hour film because you want to get that distributed and streamed on, I don't know, Netflix or something. So two hours and you're looking at that, what this person has just told you, that's all starting to add up. And you haven't even, you haven't even got past the, the camera yet. Okay. So let's say you're looking at $200,000 for one week, right? One week of production, but it's going to take you at least three weeks on the set, you know, and one week it's 10 to 12 hours a day, five days a week, because you, you really should take a break. Um, and then that's three weeks. Oh my God, I can't go over this specific time because overtime is going to cost even more. So now you've got to hire, guess what else you got to hire now? You got to hire someone who's going to pay attention to your time on the set and make sure that you are on time that you're not going over because if you go over and you haven't completed what you planned to complete your story is not going to get told it's just it's you're not going to be able to tell your story if you don't have the footage so guess who you're going to have to hire you're going to have to hire an ad that's an assistant director because you got a lot of things to pay attention to on set to be paying attention to the time that's ridiculous. You need an AD. So guess what? That's going to cost you, let's say, you know, uh, 30 to, you know, 20, let's say it's $20,000 a week. Again, that's three weeks. And then, then you got to get audio. You got to capture some awesome audio. You, you need a sound mixer and okay. Now you're looking at never going over time. That's pretty stressful. And you're looking at a few hundred thousand dollars. Hold on a second here. Oh, but you're thinking I'm going to make millions though, because the movies that I've watched that are wonderful and they're not even great stories like mine are, they make millions of dollars. No, they don't. And it doesn't work that way in this industry. There's no guarantee. But what you do need to guarantee is the fact that you're going to make this movie and these people are all going to have to be paid. They're not going to work for you for free and they're not going to put their expensive equipment up for free and their expertise. And you shouldn't expect anyone to do that for you. Really, you shouldn't. And I myself have worked on many films where, yes, I've been paid. But you know what? A lot of them never even made it to post. Not because we didn't finish on set, but because something happened in post-production and they ran out of money or whatever happened. I never saw those films, but it didn't matter. I got paid for being on set and doing my part, you know, and we did great. So whatever happens, you need to pay people. So now you're looking at me and you're saying, oh, maybe you're not, you're listening, (laughs) but you're thinking, my God, Susie, that's a lot of money for a film. And I kind of get it now. I kind of get why this is going to cost so much to make a movie. So before the mobile phones were even around 
as a as an option for you, that kills the dream, right? That kills your dream to make a story, to make turn a story into a film. It kills your dream to make films on your own, and you start thinking, "I need to know people. I need to get into, you know, films. I need to beg to go." be a PA somewhere, you know, a production assistant. I need to network. I need to do all those things. And before you know it, five years have gone by and you're still not anywhere close to where you want to go. And every time you save money to try and get your own camera, right? Guess what happens? A new one comes out because, you know, professional cameras come out, you know, not as frequently as smartphones and there are not as many uh, opportunities there because they're just... You know, for each one professional camera that comes out in a year, there are, you know, 20 smartphones (laughs) that you can get with great cameras, all of them. So when you're looking at the quality again, don't think about the camera. Think about that story and realize that you want to make your movie. That's your goal is to make your movie. And so if you have a smartphone camera, You already have it. And guess who else has it? Every single person around you has access to one. So that smartphone is your ticket to making that movie. So if you want to make a movie and you've got a great story, grab the camera that you have with you, your smartphone. So that is... One of the things that I wanted to share with you, and I know I it took a while to get you here, but I wanted to share the magic of the moments because I want you to think about those moments because if you think about every single moment that we're all sharing together right this minute, no matter where you are, it really will open up your mind and you can imagine and create some really, really awesome stories that you can turn into films. So grab that phone in your pocket. Get your game on, guys. Let's make 2023 awesome with more new films, more new stories, greater opportunities. And hey, cheers to new beginnings in 2023. Goodbye, listeners. (laughs) 